This is 680 CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on the Couch Potatoes, the Marvel Universe gets a little strange. I'm Jeff Braun, and it is a new month, so you know what that means. Time for the November movie preview. You think you know how the world works? You think that this material universe is all there is? But what if I told you the reality you know is one of many? Doctor Strange is the big new movie this weekend. If you've never heard of it, Doctor Strange is a Marvel superhero, a neurosurgeon who becomes entangled in the mystical side of things in the Marvel Universe. Benedict Cumberbatch plays a good doctor, while Tilda Swinton plays his bald Yoda lady. And according to the trailers, there are a lot of trippy Inception-style scenes with architecture folding in on itself. This doesn't make any sense. Not everything has to, Doctor Strange. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy and shape reality. The Avengers protect the world from physical dangers. We safeguard it against more mystical threats. The movie also stars Rachel McAdams, Michael Stuhlbarg, Benjamin Bratt, and Chiwetel Ejiofor, plus Hannibal, Mads Mikkelsen. Die protecting this world, Mr. Doctor. Mr. Doctor, it's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? Brett's already seen the movie and will share his thoughts later in the show. Also new this weekend, the World War II movie, Hacksaw Ridge. What the hell is your delay, Captain? We're waiting, sir. Waiting for what? Private Doss. Who the hell is Private Doss? Andrew Garfield is. He stars as a soldier in the Battle of Okinawa, and he plays a medic. While everybody else is taking life, I'm gonna be saving it. That's gonna be my way to serve. He's also a conscientious objector. He is willing to go to war, but he refuses to shoot a gun. Private Doss, you are free to run into the hellfire of battle without a single weapon to protect yourself. Hexar Ridge is directed by Mel Gibson, and whatever you may think of the man, I'm not a fan. You gotta admit, when he makes a movie, he swings for the fences. After Braveheart, The Passion of the Christ, and Apocalyptica, he's tackling another beast with a war movie. I'm not a huge Andrew Garfield fan, but the movie looks good and is getting pretty decent reviews. Please, Lord, help me get one more. Help me get one more. Also out this weekend, an animated film from DreamWorks with the vocal talents of Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick, it's Trolls. My name is Branch, and I'm a troll. Why do I live in a heavily fortified survival bunker? Because right outside my door lurks a nightmare. Named Poppy. Poppy is the leader of the trolls, and it's not her fault she's so insanely happy. She just never faced a real problem. Until now. Trolls is about a colorful and imaginative world populated by trolls, based on those cute little toys with the big bright hair. Unfortunately for these happy little trolls, they're attacked. Branch, we just got attacked by a Bergen. A Bergen? It took everybody. 
What's your plan? To rescue everyone and make it home safely. We did it! So you're going to scrapbook them to freedom. Solid burn, Branch. So, with all the trolls in captivity, their only hope is a joint effort from Kendrick's Troll and Timberlake's Troll. I got that sunshine in my pocket, got that good soul in my feet. Poppy is the happiest troll of all the trolls. How do you always look on the bright side? And Branch is the opposite. I don't do high fives. Slap it, boss. Nope. Little slappy, make daddy happy. Fine. Too slow. Oh, snap. Music plays a big part in this story, featuring five original songs from Timberlake and Gwen Stefani. There's a lot of musical talent in the supporting cast as well. We mentioned Anna Kendrick. There's the likes of Zoe Deschanel, James Corden, Jeffrey Tambor, and John Cleese. Looks like fun. And I see your true colors shining through. The creators of Shrek invite you on a musical adventure. That proves one voice can change the world. Happiness is inside of all of us. Sometimes you just need someone to help you find it. DreamWorks Trolls. Now I'm thinking we hug. Find your happy place, November 4th. Earlier, I said the Mel Gibson movie was Apocalyptica. It's Apocalypto, that old movie. Oh, <laughs> I was kind of... Apocalyptica th- is a, a, a chamber group of cellists that play Metallica songs. <laughs> <laughs> How random is that? I don't know, but that's why it was in my head, so... I thought you were just making fun of the title. No. Because I was thinking, I don't think that's the title, but I figure that's just Jeff, you know, scatting yeah. and bebopping. <laughs> Apocalypto. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. We're going to move on to November 11th up next. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes, and this is Apocalyptica. <laughs> yeah? I got this their album. Cool. I have one of their albums. Sorry, I'm actually just really... Okay, I better turn that off because I'm quite enjoying that. You're I just fascinated want, by it? Yeah, that's very good. Uh, I know what rabbit hole I'm going to fall into Uh-oh. after we're done this show. That's awesome. All right. All right, we're doing the November movie preview, and on November 11th, one of the best directors in the world, Ang Lee, gives us Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Billy, what if you don't go? I have to get a major commitment. I still got a long walk ahead of me. And I will be waiting for you. Billy Lynn's long halftime walk is about a young soldier who returns from Iraq, a war hero, and is being honored at halftime at a football game. It looks like the movie bounces around between Billy Lynn at the game and flashbacks to the front lines where he was under the command of Vin Diesel. Sorry, excuse for a warrior I'm turning out to be. Make it about something bigger than yourself. These men are fighters. Let your training guide you. This it? It's going down. What? Let's go! Show's been hit! Feeling weird, come on! It's an eclectic cast starring Diesel, Steve Martin, Kristen Stewart, Garrett Hedlund, Chris Tucker, and newcomer Joe Alwyn as Billy Lynn. 
The early word is a mixed bag, though, not a great story, but visually stunning, as you would expect from Ang Lee. It's also being billed as a technical marvel, as Lee shot it at a frame rate of 120 frames per second in 3D and 4K HD resolution. Regular movies have a frame rate of 24 frames per second, and this is 120. The Peter Jackson shot the Hobbit movies at 48 frames per second, which had an odd effect on what it looked like. Most theaters won't be able to project it like that anyways, but most big cities should have at least one screen that will. I'm very curious to see how it looks. For the first time in my life, I feel close to something bigger than myself. Also on November 11th, we have an alien invasion movie called Arrival. that define your story beyond your life. Like the day they arrived. Arrival is based on a novella from 1998 called Story of Your Life, and it stars Amy Adams. I'm Colonel G.T. Webber from the Intelligence. Pack your bags. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him. When you're in the show, that's what they call it, a UFO. Bunch of alien ships arrive on Earth. Big, oblong ships that kind of look like the shells that you would use in a shell game. Except they're 1,500 feet high. Adams plays an expert linguist named Louise Banks, who is recruited to try to make contact with the aliens after several failed attempts, so they bring her right into the ship. Every 18 hours, a door opens up. That's where we go in. What happens now? They arrive. They need to see me. Dr. Bank? Are you insane? Now that's a proper introduction. Now she has to learn their language and find a way to communicate with them peacefully before all hell breaks loose. More objects have landed around the world. This is one of 12. I'm never going to be able to speak their words. Got two days. Figure something out. I am human. It's their language. We need to make sure that they understand the difference between a weapon and a tool. Language is messy, and sometimes one can be both. Arrival co-stars Forrest Whitaker as some military guy and Jeremy Renner as a physicist. It's directed by Quebec's Denis Villeneuve. Got 21 hours. The phone base, not global war. So how do we clarify their intentions? I go back in. Why does this feel worse? Also on November 11th, Warren Beatty stars as Howard Hughes in the comedy Rules Don't Apply. Mr. Hughes, someone is making a profit on a plane that can't fly. This plane will fly. If it were to be a failure, I would leave this country and never come back, and I mean it. The last Howard Hughes movie was a decade ago, Martin Scorsese's The Aviator, starring Leonardo DiCaprio as Hughes, the eccentric billionaire. Beatty's take looks decidedly lighter. Also, welcome back, Beatty. He hasn't been in a movie in 15 years. 
The movie's about Hughes falling for a young upcoming starlet and her trying to deal with his particular brand of crazy as she tries to make it in Hollywood. Aside from starring in it, the 79-year-old Beatty also wrote and directed Rules Don't Apply, something he hasn't done since Bullworth 18 years ago. Hope this is just as successful. Have you heard from people that I'm crazy? All right, come on, come on. If what you are is crazy, then give me more crazy. You make an old guy courageous, Marlon. Did somebody give that to you? She hit the jackpot. You ain't seen nothing yet. More of the Couch Potatoes November movie preview up next. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes. We're on to November 11th. And here comes another movie on that day. It's a family comedy called Almost Christmas. We're not going to make it to Christmas, are we? Not a damn chance. Nothing says the holidays quite like family. I wasn't expecting you for another day or two. Your room's upstairs. But the liquor's in the dining room. Hey, Walter, is the family coming for Christmas? Every single one of them. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Where's your husband? Ex-husband. Oh. Hey, Rachel. You know he's single. Okay, mama. Give it to me! Danny Glover plays the family patriarch in Almost Christmas, as his wife has recently died. So the whole family is getting together for the holidays, and the cast includes Monique, Omar Epps, and J.B. Smoove. It was gonna be disgusting. I did you a favor. Do me a damn favor. Don't burn down the damn house. I got, I got, oh. What the hell did y'all do? You can't afford to buy me no more outfits like this. This is my Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. All I'm asking is for five days for you all to act like a family. You all should feel like a bunch of dumbasses. This gonna blow my buzz. <laughs> This movie looks funny, led by the hilarious, foul-mouthed antics of Oscar award winner Monique. And I also like that Glover manages to sneak in an old, familiar catchphrase, at least for those who watched Lethal Weapon. Well, at least I know it can't get any worse. Lonnie? Oh my god. Oh my god. You two know each other? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh, oh my god. god. What the hell is going on? I'm his wife, you dumb bitch. Who are you calling a dumb bitch? You, you dumb bitch, young bitch, silly bitch. She got the gun. Lonnie, if you're going to bring in here, bring a smart. I'm too old for this. <laughs> of course, Jeff, you watch Lethal Weapon, the television show. Yeah. And well, they can't. They don't use that catchphrase on there. No, but the, they can't. Yeah. I'm getting too old. Does he say I'm getting too old for this? No, I, I hasn't said it yet. Okay. No. All right, very good. Uh, one more on November 11th. Five movies on November yeah, 11th. Yeah, busy. Uh, this one is uh, going to be on the top of Jeff's list. It's uh. a scary movie called ah! Shut In. Oh. Hi, Mary. Hi, Dr. Wilson. How's Stephen doing? Same as last week and the week before. I lost him that day. I lost Richard in the car. Shut In stars Naomi Watts, the Canadian kid from Room, Jacob Tremblay, and Charlie Heaton, who was in the Netflix hit Stranger Things. Watts played as a widowed child psychologist who lives in isolation in New England, where she cares for her son, who appears to be catatonic. Then she takes on a new patient, played by Tremblay, Tom, whose mom has recently died. So Watts takes him in, but then he goes missing. Authorities have stated the missing child could not have survived the severe drop in temperatures. Guilty. You cannot blame yourself. I haven't been sleeping that well. 
I saw Tom. But everybody's been saying he's dead. Your sleep problems are making it difficult for you to distinguish your nightmares from reality. No, something is happening. Steven has scratches on his face. Listen to what you're saying. You're talking about ghosts. Tom is presumed dead in a winter storm, and that's when things start to go bump in the night. Something's going on, and it's not just in my head. I can prove it. I'm gonna get you out of here. You have to believe me. It's real. It's okay, Jeff. It's over. That's November 11th, and we'll continue with November 18th as the November preview continues next. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes. We're doing our November movie preview. Let's move on to November 18th, a new film based on the work of author J.K. Rowling, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. You've known for 24 hours that an unregistered wizard set magical beasts loose in New York. Yes. The book, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, is actually a reproduction of one of Harry Potter's textbooks, which was written by Newt Scamander. So this movie is inspired by that textbook and the story of Newt Scamander. It's set in 1926, and Scamander is played by Eddie Redmayne. He goes to the Magical Congress of the United States of America in New York, carrying his magically expanded briefcase, which contains a number of dangerous creatures and their habitats. Unfortunately, some of them escape. Something is stalking our city! Wreaking destruction, and then disappearing without a trace. Witches live among us. In the meantime, some of the American wizards are contemplating exposing themselves to... Well, I'll let them explain it. Wiped his memory, right? The no magic. The what? No magic. The non-wizard. Sorry, we call them muggles. Yeah, so they're thinking of exposing themselves to the no magics or non-magic people, or muggles as we know them in the Harry Potter world, because there is an extremist organization out to exterminate the wizard kind, and Colin Farrell has had enough. We've lived in the shadows for too long. I ask all of you. Who does this protect? Us? Or them? Looks great and is the first of what will be a five-movie series. Time is running out, Mr. Scamander. Also on the 18th, Haley Steinfeld stars as a high school kid dealing with life in the teen dramedy, The Edge of Seventeen. Hey. Busy. I don't want to take up a ton of your time, but I'm going to kill myself. I just thought that an adult should know. Wow. Well, actually, I was writing my own suicide note just now. I have 32 fleeting minutes of happiness during lunch, which has been eaten up again and again by the same especially badly dressed student. And I finally thought I would rather have the dark nothingness. That's Woody Harrelson as her put-upon teacher. Movie looks okay, although a lot of the trailer has to do with her 
accidentally sending a racy text to the boy she likes. That's the oldest cliche in the book, but it's getting good early reviews, especially the performances. This isn't so bad. I just want to be with you. We can do it in the Petland stockroom. Oh my God, say something, please help me. You need to watch out for run-on sentences. Moving on to the 23rd, a sequel I've been waiting years for. Ho, ho, Merry Christmas. Feed the starving children. Come on, you It's Bad Santa 2. We got a job. I'm talking millions this time. Why are you even out of the joint anyway? You know, they used to sterilize guys like you. Early release, you racist moron Billy Bob Thornton reprises his role as the most despicable human on the planet in the follow-up to what the Couch Potatoes consider a Christmas classic. The first Bad Santa came out 13 years ago, and there's been talk for most of the years since about a possible sequel. As you heard in the clip, his accomplice, played by Tony Cox, is back again. In the original, they played a department store Santa and Elf, and then robbed the store safe when it was full of all that sweet Christmas cash from the shoppers. Billy Bob also learned a lesson or two about love and friendship, which brings us to the return of the weird kid from the first one, Thurman Merman. I'm 21, officially a man. That's creepy. Are you still gonna f my What? F no. I said I'd get it done by somebody else. Come on, baby. Come on. Get a bite of this pumping nickel bread. No! Sadly, there are two original cast members who will not be returning, John Ritter and Bernie Mac. Ritter died while they were shooting the first Bad Santa. Mac died five years later, both far too young. Mac's character died in the first movie anyway, so he wouldn't have been back unless it was as a ghost of Christmas past. Something that does return from the original is Billy Bob's wonderful interactions with the children when he's dressed as Santa. Minecraft, Halo 5 Guardians, Assassin's Creed Chronicles Trilogy. Yeah, that's great, that's great. I, I don't know. I have no idea what this is. You could be speaking Swahili and I wouldn't know any better. Grand Theft Auto 5. Nah, I don't care. I have no illusions that I'll love this much, this one as much as the first one, but there are a lot of good laughs in the trailer. And for me, it's Billy Bob's career best role, so I am hopeful. You need a hug from Santa. No, I don't need a hug from Santa. Also on Wednesday, November 23rd, Disney has a new animated film. Dwayne Johnson stars in Moana. Do you know who Maui is? Only the greatest demigod in all the Pacific Islands. With his magical fish hook, he slowed down the sun, pulled islands out of the sea, battled monsters. And I should know, because I'm Maui. Moana is about an adventurous teenager who sails out on a mission to save her people when she meets the demigod Maui, who is voiced by Johnson. Um. Nothing? Really? What's a demigod gotta do? 
And they even included in the animation a shot of Maui flashing the people's eyebrow, which became a Johnson signature when he was The Rock. The Rock is the great one, and The Rock is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. He'll always be The Rock to me. Moana also features some music from Lin-Manuel Miranda, the man behind the Broadway show Hamilton, which cleaned up at the Tony Awards this year. Maui, shapeshifter, demigod of the wind and sea, I am Hero of men. What? It's actually Maui, shapeshifter, demigod of the wind and sea, hero of men. I interrupted from the top, hero of men. Also on the 23rd, the Brad Pitt, Marion Cotillard, World War II movie, Allied. Heard a lot about you. Said you were beautiful. <laughs> good. Being good at this kind of work is not very beautiful. What are you doing? Testing you. The way you tested me. Do they trust you? I'm very good at pretending, Max. Wikipedia describes the premise of Allied thusly. In 1942 North Africa, intelligence officer Max Vatan, Brad Pitt, meets French resistance fighter Marianne Bozager, Marianne Cotillard, on a dangerous mission behind enemy lines. The couple reunites in London, only to have the relationship threatened by the pressures of the war. So, they have a steaming relationship during World War II. There are spies and stuff set in North Africa. Reminds me of another movie, Casablanca. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. It reminds me of another movie as well, The English Patient. Elaine, I hope you're watching the close because I can't take my eyes off the passion. No, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't. It's too long. Elaine, you don't like the movie? I hate it! I'm going to hell! Allied is directed by Robert Zemeckis, and with the quality of actors in it and the fact it's coming out late in the year, it might have some built-in Oscar buzz. They're watching us. Focus me. We'll find out if the movie's any good on the 23rd. What are our odds? Surviving. 60-40. Against. I told you they'd come for you eventually, didn't I, Max? Is this a game? A test? Finally, on November 25th, Jessica Chastain stars in the political thriller Miss Sloan. Lobbying is about foresight. But anticipating your opponent's moves. She's your enemy now. And devising countermeasures. How the hell did she manage that? You're a piece of work, Elizabeth. I was hired to win. I use whatever resource I have. Chastain is Elizabeth Sloan, the most powerful lobbyist in Washington, D.C., known for her smarts, her success, and for doing whatever it takes to win. But then she takes aim at the gun lobby. You want to lead the fight on gun control? There's over five million of us, and we're armed. Start an inquisition. They will throw you in jail for contempt of Congress! The winner... Lots one step ahead of the opposition. 
We have to make it personal. You know the word annihilate? It means reduce to nothing. This is more important than my career. It's mind-boggling. You crossed the line. Genius. Bugging and tapping. Completely unbelievable. Now she's up against the most powerful opponent of her career, and she learns that winning may come at too high a price. It's about making sure you surprise them. And they don't surprise you. That concludes the November movie preview. Up next, a review of Doctor Strange. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brad, he's Jeff. We are The Couch Potatoes. Time for a review of Doctor Strange. Chosen you, Doctor Strange. Join us. How does that fun? On November 4th, experience the film critics are calling Visually Dazzling. It's the rare film worth seeing in 3D. It will leave you spellbound. How did you do that? It's complicated. It's unlike anything you've ever seen. Doctor Strange, rated PG-13, November 4th. Get tickets in real 3D and IMAX 3D. So the comments I have been hearing about this movie are quite similar to the ones I heard about Guardians of the Galaxy in the lead-up to the release of that film. For that film, it was... Who are the Guardians of the Galaxy? That movie looks weird. But it turned out to be an outstanding romp and was a smash success. Doctor Strange, again, I'm hearing skepticism, but I foresee success for this film, partly because the reviews have been excellent so far, hovering around 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I would like to contribute one of those excellent reviews because Doctor Strange is a cool movie, mainly because Benedict Cumberbatch is just such a great actor, and he was great in the title role here. He plays an American surgeon at the top of his game. He's the best, but he knows he's the best, and he is really arrogant because of it. But things change in what has to be maybe the most clever piece of campaigning against distracted driving out there right now because he's zipping around around a road that runs along a cliff in his fancy sports car while he's playing with his phone and whoopsie-daisy, he crashes big time. The crash destroys his hands and end. his career is ended as a surgeon. So on a quest for healing, he heads out to this mysterious place in the east And he finds so much more than healing. He finds the mystic arts. He finds sorcery. He meets Tilda Swinton, who plays the Ancient One, who teaches him how to be a sorcerer, do all kinds of cool stuff. And they explain it perfectly in the movie. The Avengers defend the world against physical threats, and the sorcerers defend it against mystical threats. Supporting cast includes Chiwetel Ejiofor, Rachel McAdams, Benedict Wong, and as the bad guy looking to end the world, Mads Mikkelsen. I don't know if you've seen the trailers, but the effects in Doctor Strange are very Inception-y, with cities folding in on themselves, but they take that to a new level here with CG trickery like you have never seen. It's quite a sight to behold. And it also solves the problem of how do we make it bigger, because that's a problem movies face when they make sequels. Everything has to be bigger. I guess this isn't a sequel, but it's the next installment in the Marvel Universe. This isn't bigger, but I would argue that it's cooler, because it's like seeing a kaleidoscope come to life. It's just really neat, and the effects serve the story. It's not just cool effects for the sake of cool effects. Couple of quibbles I had. There's one scene near the beginning where he's being introduced to this new mystical world, and... 
it's just kind of like an acid trip and it sort of takes you out of the movie and the other problem I had is near the end where they set up his next nemesis it didn't really feel natural uh, despite the the best efforts of the actors involved it just didn't work for me but overall outstanding I really really enjoyed this great performance from Cumberbatch excellent effects and lots of great comedy it's a really funny movie at times it's just a good time four couch cushions out of five and again as Marvel is wont to do there is a scene during the credits and after you are listening to the couch potatoes I'm Brett he's Jeff we are the couch potatoes hey Jeff did you ever see train spotting saw it loved it choose life and what are your thoughts on the fact that now, 20 years later, they're releasing T2, Train Spotting? I'm up for it. I don't know if it'll be any good, but uh, it's worth a shot. It's coming out January 27th, and if you, it looks like it's quite faithful to the original cast, and they're all back, Ewan McGregor, Johnny Lee Miller, Robert Carlyle, just to name a few. McGregor's so, one of those guys I can watch in any. Same for Johnny Lee Miller. So that trailer just came out this week. Have a look. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother This is 680 CJOB.